Poetic Properties is a complex creation brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, you have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. I hope you guys had a good week uh, in regards to your mental health. I hope you guys are taking steps to improve it by the day if you can. Um, This week for me was another up and down type of week in regards to parenting, in regards to work, and everything else per usual. But again, I understand that life is life and it just continues as long as we're breathing. I never want to come off as um, complaining during my mental health checks. It's just a moment of reflection throughout the week to hopefully encourage whoever listens to the podcast to be able to process their week to the best of their ability so they're not letting as much compound on uh, on themselves to the point of they can't handle it. So for me this week, it was, it was a 50-50 of kind of difficult and less difficult per se. Uh, work went fine, I guess. Uh, we're still in the midst of the change, so there's a lot of confusion and chaos, and you guys know I have a really bad case of anxiety when I don't know what the plan is or what the direction truly is. So we're in this point at work where we just have a pen in it and we're just we're just working what we're working for now um, in hopes that everything will be organized in the very near future. So the difficulty of that is once I'm in a routine of things and it abruptly changes, it creates a different level of anxiety for me. It creates a different level of confusion because I really am a person of repetition. Um, I don't know if this is something that I've obtained through playing sports my entire life. from how I study poetry, how I parent, like, I don't, I don't know what it is, but repetition is like, that's my thing. And once it's disrupted, it, it knocks everything out of line. So mentally I'm trying not to create a process of what I'm working right now. So that way I don't feel like it's set in stone so that when the change comes, I won't be in a position of confusion. It'll just be like, all right, you were already prepared for this. Uh, move or change, just, you know, stay focused and understand there might be more that you have to do with this new change or it might be less, but that's just been a difficult thing um, to kind of deal with, just like the holding back part of not allowing myself to feel like it's set in stone. Also, uh, twin, they their team uh, took their first loss this week in soccer. So attempting to show him how to lose gracefully, if that makes sense. I'm very big on winning properly and losing properly. Um, the same arrogance you have when you win is the same hum- the same humbleness you have when you lose, right? And I was watching those kids and they did not know how to process taking that loss. And the coach is very, very good at communication 
he's very straightforward with them. He's very honest. And so listening to him tell him what the issue was without, like he wasn't yelling or anything like that. He just was really being a, a, a good coach and trying to, you know, teach them as well. So I piggybacked on that and just wanted my son to know it's okay that you guys lost. You take the mistakes from this game, just like in life, and you try to fix it to the best of your ability. He was off a little bit. I don't know if he was trying new techniques or what was going on, but I explained that to him. I said, you guys just, you didn't look like you were sticking with the, the game plan of being aggressive, right? And it really started making me really think hard about our perception of life and our, our perception of things because he th he think he was playing hard, right? And I agree, you were playing hard, but playing hard and being aggressive is two different things. Like when it comes to sports, you can play hard all day, but if you're laxed, if you are um, keeping too much distance when you need to close out, if you are not running fast enough, if you are not, um, even if you're not on the ball, if you're not getting open, like there's a sense of aggression that is needed. And I started thinking about how that applies to life in general. Like there's a certain level of aggression that's needed, not the negative, but like the communication. Sometimes it needs to be aggressive and I'm not talking yelling and screaming and all that, but I'm talking about it needs to be firm. It needs to be uh, uh a line drawn in the sand of what's what. And I'm learning that, you know, the burden of knowledge is very, very heavy. It's very, very heavy. Um, you can assume a lot of things. Your assumption doesn't really affect you to an extent but once you get full knowledge of whatever the situation is and the assumption is confirmed it gets really really heavy it gets really heavy i i told you guys i think last week you know there were some things said to my kids about their mother and it is something that they have talked to me about before but it was an assumption Right. And though it was frustrating them, it wasn't a big deal. Right. It was it was like, whatever. All right. I live life how I live life. But then it was said out loud. And the confirmation of that is heavy on their shoulders right now. And they don't understand it. Like I, at this point, I think they're still in the midst of anger that they don't even care to understand it. But just watching them and how they talk to each other and, you know, the certain things and behaviors that they're putting towards me, I know it's just heavy on them because they have clarity now. And with clarity, sometimes comes pain. And that's something that I had to let them know. It's just like life is going to life how it how it does and people are going to disappoint you myself included so you can't hold a you can't hold me your mother your uncles your your grandparents you can't hold us on a pedestal you just you can't we're all human beings and we're bound to make a mistake but i'm trying to get them to understand that 
that burden of knowledge gets really it, it gets really heavy. So you have to be careful with what information you're trying to seek. I told y'all again my or last week, I think my youngest son, he keeps asking me, why'd you divorce my mom? Why'd you divorce my mom? Right? He wasn't with me early on, so the foundation of conversation is different. I have to be careful on the things that I say to him and how I say it because the goal is not, I don't care what she ever does, the goal for me is not to ever paint my emotional picture of what happened on them so that they could dislike her or whatever. She got to paint her own picture of who she is to them or what she, you know, who she was to them or however she, however you want to word it. She got to paint her own picture. I'm not in the, in the, uh, in the business of bad mouthing none of, none of nobody, family members, their mother, their mother's uh, family member. Like I'm not in the, I'm not in the business of that. You are to get your own, uh, interpretation of what you feel about these people and that's what it is my job is solely to protect but now that they now that they know this thing that they had assumptions about it has altered who they are to the fullest and as it has opened up a new level of of questions that i have to be the one to answer so my son is asking me why'd you divorce Little by little, I, you know, for his age, because he's a young 11. He He's really a, like, he's mature in certain areas, but like when it comes to stuff like that, he's not prepared for the full out truth. So I tell him, you know, what I can, it, you know, it just didn't work out. I needed to make sure that, you know, we were, we were good and, you know, whatever. The other three or the older three, they got to the age to where they had shown me that they could handle the, the true information of what really happened without them looking at their mother different from my eyes, because that's not my goal. My goal is to tell my truth and hold my accountability and not, um, and not paint a picture of anybody, right? I understand for myself how heavy that knowledge could be at work, I, I often become the lead. I often become the go-to person to talk to. Um, even in life in general, I become the person to talk to because I have a level head, because I'm looking at logic. I'm not looking at emotion from my own experiences. I've been able to dilute my emotions to the extent to be able to focus on what really needs to be focused on. I'm not saying I'm not sitting there hurt or sitting there mad or bothered, but I've learned to suppress that and deal with the rest later. Because of that, I do become the shoulder for a lot of people. I do become the lead for a lot of things to the point to where it can get overwhelming. And I was just laughing the other day because um, I'm on my like 30th, supervisor, manager, whatever, in 10 years at this company. And somehow I always become the go-to person. And a lot of times I don't, I don't want to be that. 
a lot of times I'm just really just trying to work. I just feel like I'm not, like if I'm here to work, I need to obtain as much knowledge as I can to successfully do my job, to maybe get the incentives that they rarely offer or bonuses or what have you. Um, so I take time to learn what I'm doing for real, for real. I ask the questions that I need to ask to know what I'm doing. In turn, a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people are there to just be the number, right? They don't, it, it's not about really learning. It's about just finding the easiest way to do whatever it is that you're doing. And though I have those times to where I do want to know, you know, what the easiest route is, but I still want to know. So I don't talk much, but when I talk, it's useful. It's something that my brother taught me when I was younger. And he said, hey, man, like, you don't, you don't got to say nothing all the time. But when you do, make sure you pop the eyes out. Meaning, when you put yourself on the front line to speak, don't waste your time using useless words. If it's not a purpose for you to say anything, don't. Just listen. And I've held on to that for so long. So when I finally do talk and, and ask questions and offer, you know, information that I obtain, it's like, oh, okay, he, he's the go-to. He seems strong. You know, he's going through what he's going through, but he seems strong, so I can talk to him about anything. And I don't, I don't mind because, again, I'm very empathetic, and being an empath, it's, it's difficult because I care about people a lot of times more than I care about myself because sometimes... I realized I felt that pain that you about to feel and I don't want you to feel it for real. I don't want you to feel it alone because I had to feel it alone. And let me tell you, it's, it's not it. And so a lot of times I put my thoughts of what I'm going through on a back burner to be available for the people I say I'm available for. I want to get into on this, uh, in this session, I want to get into the constant pursuit of knowledge and how it can impact, uh, impact, how it can impact your mental well-being. In life, we're often are, we are often only told the good part of things. We are taught the good part of how it makes us grow and it makes you, these things help you achieve your wildest dreams. But we never talk about the flip side, right? We always talk about uh, knowledge being power, but we living in a time when it's so much information that is at our fingertips. It doesn't matter if it's true information, if it's real, information doesn't matter if the context is is right or not is is just there and now we live in a world where we're addicted to information we have this this idea of the more you know the better it is but imagine the pressure that comes with that It can be so overwhelming. It is for me. I'm not even I'm not even going to hold you like the constant barrage of news and social media and, and just Internet 
in general has created a never-ending stream of information. Knowledge is power, and words to Uncle Ben, with great power comes great responsibility. Like, we grew up, uh, one of our cartoons, knowing it's half the battle. The other side of that battle is knowing how to use what you know. And a lot of us do not know how to use what we know, and this can create a lot of issues within our minds. And we don't understand why we're so confused, and we don't understand why we're so overwhelmed with things. It's so much in there that we are trying to obtain to keep up with people and be in the know of everything, and it's, it, a lot of things is not meant for us. Right. With us obtaining the knowledge that we have access to and just overloading ourselves. Hey, yeah, you you smart. Yeah, you can be on on uh, who wants to be a millionaire. Yeah, you could be on Jeopardy and Will of Fortune and stuff like that. But there's a dark side to that. It really is. An overflow of knowledge can lead to decision fatigue, anxiety and depression. Think about that. You are overstimulated with all this knowledge and it's affecting how you make decisions now. You're making decisions too fast. You're making decisions too slow. You're making uh, the wrong decision because you're confused about this. You're, in you're intertwining and compounding this stuff and you are making um, cliff notes mentally because it's so much that you are trying to obtain in short periods of time. Having too much knowledge, especially having too much knowledge about things that don't really concern you creates anxiety because now it's like you have so many things to think about and you can't even focus on the thing that is affecting you. You can't focus on the thing that you're supposed to be getting done because you have all this in your head and now you're frustrated and you're feeling less than because you have now confused yourself trying to be overly smart. All of our brains have a certain level of capacity for information. That's why we get so tired when we're overdoing it. That's why when we're, you know, when you're in school and you're trying to read 10, 11 books a day and you, you know, your eyes just be like, hey, fam, listen, I'm like, I, I'm I, glasses or not. I'm about to shut down on you. You start getting that woozy feeling. Because you are overstimulating your body, you're overstimulating your mind. It's, it, it's, it's too much. Like, think about the things that we come across that we take at face value because we lack comprehension of that subject. Instead of researching, a lot of people would just run with the knowledge they've obtained on a premature level just to be in the know, just to be in the conversation, right? I've seen so many people be so afraid to not be a part of conversation that they're willing to run with rudimentary information and not really understand the context of what's going on. But because they know a couple words, because they know a couple sentences about it, they'll throw their input in. I'm very big on knowing when something is not for me. I don't care what's going on. I don't care if someone feels like it, it is something that I should know. Like, if I don't know it, I'm not jumping in. Don't ask me my opinion, I, and I'm not going to offer it. 
a lot of people don't have that ability to just to just chill. They don't they don't they don't know how to just listen. People have to start understanding knowledge without wisdom is like trying to catch water in a colander. It's just useless. Knowing information is invalid when you don't know how to use it and an overflow of useless knowledge in the mind filled with chaos can be dangerous. If I'm sitting here and I have all this knowledge about whatever, right? But I don't know how to really use it, but I'm telling you, oh, I read this, but I never experienced it. Like, that's why, that's why I say I'm big on therapy to a certain extent. Because you're going to teach me from the scholastic space of how to deal, like what's really going on with my brain chemical wise, um, mood wise, emotional. You're going you're to be able to tell me that part. But if you have no experience in that, you can't really like I can't really use the information you just gave me because you're not giving it to me from a place of experience. So that's why for me, having a therapist and then having uh, someone with lived experience is beneficial for me. I'll never tell no one not to go to therapy, but I feel like going to therapy, you have to double that. Like unless your therapist is, speak, is, is a person who is speaking to you from experience, that's between you and your therapist and how you get that information from him or her. Right. But for me, the therapy, the therapist that I've come across, they didn't have the lived experience that I did. So I'm talking to them and I'm getting the the again, the scholastic, the medical uh, advice from that perspective. But then my 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 life coach has lived experience so I can I can be like, yo, my baby died and boom, boom, boom. And then we can talk from that space. We can talk to that trauma and not, you know, and not where I should be. See, therapists tell you where you should be. They cannot. And I'm not saying they can't. In my experience, they have not been able to talk to the trauma. They can only talk to the healing. But my, but a person with with lived experience in, in these type of situations, they they can't talk to the healing. They can talk to the trauma. So even with me and my and, and my clients, I'm talking to the trauma. I'm trying to help you with the trauma. I can't help past that because I don't have the proper knowledge for that. And I'm not going to lead you that way uh, uh, into the healing. And you don't you not prepared with. The trauma, right? I know that sounds crazy, but it's it's it goes hand in hand. If you have therapy, you need to have somebody with lived experience. If you only have somebody that has the lived experience, I encourage you to get a therapist because there is balance required in this space of healing. I know it looks like I'm just on here and I'm talking and I'm, I'm okay. I'm not okay. I'm just going to keep it a buck with y'all. I'm not okay. I struggle very, very bad with life. Every time I turn around, I feel like it's something hitting me. Every it, it doesn't matter how good I'm being. It doesn't matter how much I stay out the way. It doesn't matter how many things I do to occupy my mind. 
every day it feels like something is on my back and every turn that I make, no matter how good I'm trying to do with work, with my kids, uh, with finances, with romance, it, it doesn't matter. It seems like something's on my back. Because I started digging deep into my trauma. I started digging deep into my healing. Before that, I was so comfortable in chaos because I was ignorant. Like they say ignorance is bliss. Like now I, I get it because when you when you are ignorant to something, fam, it feels it feels great. Like I don't like I don't got to be accountable for it. I don't have to be understanding of it. I don't have to be none of that. I could just I could just chill. Because I don't know, I genuinely just, I don't know. When the overflow of emotions hit me and my mind started to be filled with nonsense and I start searching for the trauma in me, I start poking at the trauma in me because I want to be healed. I don't want to feel how I feel every day. I don't want my mind to feel like it's in a chokehold every single day. Because I start searching for it, life got real for me. I'm no longer ignorant to the trauma that I went through as a kid, as a teenager, as an adult. I'm no longer ignorant and now I'm pinpointing things that happened that to me, I'm like, oh, that's just how life was and you just have to understand it. You have to take it. No, because it clearly affected me. It clearly did something to me mentally. Those moments clearly restructured who I was mentally and I was able to block it out until I couldn't. There is a certain level of fear that comes with revealing trauma. There's a certain level of fear that comes with trying to heal for the simple fact that when you are trying to heal, you have to deal with people mentally. You have to deal with people that you love. Right. You have to deal with people that you would die about. You have to deal with people that in your heart of hearts you felt like would never create this level of, of trauma in you. And once you start poking at the trauma and you start realizing, oh, shit. They did that. They was there and they and they did that. I'm very big on understanding you did that because you didn't know what else to do. I understand that fully. I get it. You didn't know what else to do. You didn't know how to parent different. You didn't know how to sibling different. You didn't know how to cousin different, how to grandparent different, how to work different, how to love different. You didn't know any, any better. I'm big on understanding that. But just because you didn't know any better doesn't mean it didn't affect me. And I think that's something that in our community, we have to start to understand because people get old and they swear it wasn't as bad as it was. They, they there's no accountability there. There is no accountability in elders. I am not speaking from. The elders in my family, I'm speaking on how 
society shows it. There's so many on people on social media speaking about how their parents, their grandparents, all walks of life. Oh, it wasn't that bad. Oh, I never whooped you. Oh, I never did this. And it's like, wait, hold on. What? So much so that there's a, a there's a large amount of people who joke about Oh, remember when when mom cracked you over the head with the with the pan? Oh, remember, you know, you got whooped until the white meat show? Like there's like I I trip out about that. And everyone laughs about it because we, what else are we going to do? What what else can we do? You going to go whoop your parents? You gonna whoop your neighbor because you know we grew up in a time to where even your neighbors could pop you in the head because they don't they didn't know no better. They thought that that was okay. They think that that's okay. But when you start searching for knowledge and you start really digging at the trauma, you start really trying to to heal. You're like, yo, that affected me, and it even hurts more or it creates more when. You were made to feel like you crazy for even bringing it up. Like, yo, I can't, I personally can't have a conversation about being whooped. It just, our conversation not going to go well. I don't even try. I no longer try to correct people about their perceptions of me. I no longer care about, like when I'm dealing with my trauma, whoever caused it, I I don't even care to try to communicate that because in my experiences, it just never goes well. You looked at a soft, you looked at, are you tripping? You're exaggerating. It wasn't that bad article. So I'm dealing with the healing process by myself. I'm dealing with uh, uh, stabbing out the trauma by myself. And even then, I'm not, I'm not looking at it and it's not lost upon me. You probably didn't know what to do. You probably was taught that way. That's what you did. Um, you probably was never corrected. So you think that it's okay. And so you continue to do whatever you wanted to do. I wish that I understood the true meaning of ignorance is bliss before I start trying to heal. I don't, I'm be honest with you, as much as, as much as I'm hurting, as much as I go through mentally, as much as the, the mental stuff, uh, uh, turns into physical stuff. I don't think that I would have taken this route of healing. I think I would have taken it a little bit slower. And I know that sounds super crazy, but when you start feeling and being in line with yourself, it gets difficult. Cause you're like, yo, I didn't realize that that's what that really was. And again, I don't, I'm not blaming nobody. I don't be saying nobody's name on this podcast. I don't like, it is what it is. It's life. Like, that's why I I also, I get frustrated when I'm dealing with people and they say I was raised that way. All right, cool. I was too, but I'm trying to heal. And if you are not, you have to get the fuck away from me. You cannot be a part of who I am if you are not, um, healed or healing right and healed i'm saying that loosely because we're never truly healed but what i what i am saying is like friend relationship even these kids like don't don't interrupt my healing with your bullshit 
because it's one thing that that I think people don't understand and they do, you know, they they don't they just don't pay attention to like I'm not a bad person, but I'm going to protect myself. And now that I'm in this in in the uh, level of pain that I'm in of protecting myself or the level of pain I'm in, that I'm in from um digging at the trauma, I'm going to go overboard with protecting myself. And I mean, I mean, way overboard because I don't have nobody to do that. I don't have nobody to do that. When I was married, in my mind, I, you know, I protect you and the kids. You protect me. Never happened. My daughter's mom, I protect you, my daughter, my kid. Never happened. I've never been in a position of protection. I've never been in a position to where I can fully focus on doing my responsibility as a husband, as a boyfriend, as a father and have somebody and feel like I have somebody watching my back. I experienced that one time, but immaturity ruined that situation. And even in that, it wasn't even it wasn't a full protection because things were still a little bit shaky. I wish I wouldn't have searched for so much knowledge that I wasn't prepared for. I wish that I was able to be patient with myself. This is why my motto that I live by, patience, purpose, order, because everything is about timing and you can ruin something if you move too fast and you can ruin it if you move too slow. I've been able to really remove myself from a lot of things. Like when I say, when I talk about, you know, isolating, I mean isolating physically and mentally. Through the experiences that I've had, I've been able to just stay out the way. I really have. Like, whether it's TV, whether it's social media, whether it's gossip in general, um, things that seem very, very interesting, but it has no way of affecting me. Like, it's not going to affect me in anything that I do. I stay away from and outside looking in, that looks like cockiness and it looks like arrogance. Like I had someone tell me one day, you're not better than nobody because you go against the grain. And I was confused by that because I'm like, what do you mean I'm, I'm going against going against the grain? I, I don't I don't understand what that means because I stay out of the way. I'm going against the grain. We so accustomed to knowing so much that when a person chooses not to be in the know, they're ridiculed for trying to be different. Think about how crazy that is. Like, I've seen that online. I've heard it myself where people really be like, you, you think you're cool because you're like, because you, they call it a hot take because your, because your hot take is different than, than ours. Reality is a lot of us get overstimulated very easy. And we don't have the space or luxury to stem properly. So we are playing defense when it comes to what info we all are willing to consume. I don't think that I'm cool. I don't think that I'm better than nobody at anything but minding my business. I am a professional business minder of my own. Not because it don't seem interesting, not because it's not stimulating. It's because I know how my mind works. I am an empath and that shit is going to make me mad. It's going to make my feelings hurt. I'm going to cry about something while I don't even have a full context of it. 
That's why I don't watch reality TV. I try to stick away from uh, a gossip podcast, gossip shows. I like literally, I make sure that I stick uh, to sci-fi. That's my genre of reading. That's my genre of uh, movie watching, TV watching. Um, and then I watch documentaries. Like that's, that's the reality that I have. That's as far as I can go into reality TV is documentaries. But all that other stuff, I just can't do it again. I don't think that I'm better than nobody because I get too involved in it. Like, y'all know how like you have those super hard uh, football fans and like they'll die about their team. They got every jersey. They got the hats. They got, you know, season tickets. They they down there in full costume, painting their face and stuff like. I don't judge them, but I I can't involve myself into life that much. There's too much that I'm trying to accomplish myself. There's too much that I don't know about what I'm trying to do. So why am I going to uh, jump in something else that doesn't concern me? I don't have a space to stem properly when I'm overstimulated. I don't have a, 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 a safe space to get it all out. So for somebody to talk to that I could just talk to every single thing about without it being judgment, without it being you need to do this without taking a perspective of what I'm actually dealing with. I'm not better than nobody. I just have to protect my mind. Because once I get involved, I'm involved. Once I love, I love. Once, it, once it's time to fight, it's time to fight. That's just what it is. And so we have to, we have to stop, you know, making people feel bad for staying out the way. No, I don't think that's, that's so interesting. It really, really is. It looks like if I took a deep dive into that, like it looks like it would be very interesting. But the conclusion of that has no bearing on my day to day. So I can't allow that in my mind. I can't. Not because I don't want to, because I'm human. I'm human. And we all have this thing about us that we want to see what's going on. We want to know what's going on. Like, I mean, I'm so out of the way. I don't think I've had live TV in almost 12 years. Because the news was so much killing and so much death. I'm like, at what point do we just talk about the news? I'm not saying, you know, people's death are not important. But when that's 95% of what you're reporting, it's almost like you want the world to be depressed. You want us to, to be afraid. You want us to, you know, want to only stay at home and all this type of stuff. It's just like, nah, I can't deal with that. I can't because once it start bothering me, I'm going to get told that I'm weak because it, that don't involve you. Why you care if that person died? Why does it bother you to see child trafficking? Why does it bother you to see homelessness? Why does it bother you to, to, to see car accidents and, and people getting fired and, and racial? Why does that bother you if it didn't happen to you? Because I'm a human being. Because I don't want pain on nobody. I don't, I don't care. I've been in a high level of, uh, of pain. 
and no one was there. Emotionally, physically, no one was there. I'll never forget when I, I had a stroke when I was 26, right? Overly drinking, smoking hella black and mild. Uh, my marriage was, was about to end. Um, I'll never forget fainting. I'll never forget it. And Junior woke me up. Junior woke me up. He was sitting on my chest. And he was just saying, okay, daddy. Okay. Okay, daddy. You would think that it was me and him at home by ourselves. It wasn't. It was another adult there. But it was my son who, who, who came to me. Right? To make sure I was good. When I was in shambles, because I didn't understand being divorced, I didn't, under, I didn't understand that because all I wanted to do was be a good father, a good husband. I didn't understand, like, why you don't see that what you're doing is hurting me. Why everybody left. It was Junior jumping in my bed. The nights I was crying because I just, I didn't understand. I didn't sign up for this shit by myself. I didn't, that's not the life that... I didn't, I didn't sign up for this. I did everything that I possibly could to, to make everything work. But again, I know that pain of being by yourself when your emotions is getting the best of you and ain't nobody there. People wonder why I talk to my kids, how I talk to them. Like, like I've always talked to them like they was adults. Because they're the only ones that's been there during adult situations for me. I talked to them at their age level, but the things that they had to witness gave them knowledge that they shouldn't have had at that age. And it created a burden on them. My son to this day, because he's no longer ignorant to what's going on since he was five, he's been making noodles for his brothers. He's been picking out their clothes. Hell, he even used to try to cut their hair since he's been five. It is 2023. He'll be 18 this coming March. I still have to tell him, these are my kids, bro. What are you doing? When I say no, I mean no. You stop buying them stuff. When I tell them to clean up now, you don't get to tell them that they can do it a little bit later. You don't get to tell me I'll talk to them when I get off work. Who are you? Like, the burden of knowledge is heavy on him. And him knowing I don't got nobody. He became the other parent. He became my teammate in life. And when he gets older, it's going to affect him. Even though I tell him, you, I've been you don't have to do this, son. You're not the other parent. You don't have to do this. You don't have to fill and replace. That's not your job. I I've been telling him that forever. But that burden of knowledge of, dang, my dad really be going hard for us. 
Dang, my dad really be having a fight with her to do what she's supposed to do for us. Dang, my dad willing to do this by himself and just completely not ask her for anything rather than continue to allow her to do what she's doing. All right, bet, I got it. I'm gonna wash the clothes. I'm gonna cook them dinner. I'm gonna make sure they, they doing their homework. Like people don't understand that. People don't understand why I take my healing so seriously. People don't understand why I'm protective over these boys. People, they don't understand that. It's so much stuff that these kids have had the privy of, of, of knowing unnecessarily. I offer them a place to stand properly because I don't have it. So when they wilding out and they need to get it out, go, go, do what you need to do. Do what you need to do. A lot of people uh, don't realize how the over, how can I say it? The over exceeding want to obtain knowledge is how we begin to feel like imposters. Even when you are a specialist in your particular field, you get frustrated once you become aware of what you don't know. Once you start thinking like, yo, like I'm good at this, but I don't understand that right there. And I need to understand it. But why if it doesn't apply to you? Why are you creating this extra level of necessity that isn't necessary for you? For me, I'm very big on listening. I'm very, very big on listening in general. My reasoning for that, like I've always been an observer since I've been little. Like you can ask anybody, like I just, I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to figure out what's going on, you know, via body language, eye contact, facial expressions. Like you don't have to really say much to me. Like I'm just, I'm just paying attention. That has in turn allowed me to know the information that I need to learn that's going to be, uh, that's going to add to my life and know when it's not and to leave it alone. My goal in life is to learn the things that are for me to master them and be in wait to teach when someone needs it. If it's meant for me, if it's not meant for me, I'm going to remain ignorant about that because everybody has a position in life. Everybody has a position in family and there's certain things that is none of my concern. I can't control everybody's destiny. That's I can only control mine. So I can't if, if you if I'm the protector and the provider, why is you worried about that? If you the nurturer. And I'm saying this loosely because I believe that all genders need to be nurturers and respectful to people. But for the context of what I'm saying, if you the nurturer, why are you concerned with providing? Why are you concerned with this level of protection? Your job as a nurturer is to have my back and make sure I'm good while my job is, as a protector is to make sure you solid and can't nobody touch you. We helping each other help each other.
I always say in unison, not comparison. Because when you live in comparison and you move in comparison, you trying to learn everybody's job and you're not even doing your own. You don't even know yours. You so worried about looking better than me and being better than me and having more money than me and having higher prestige than me that you're not even really doing your job. So what happens is you spend more time trying to pull me down than you are trying to lift you up. And it's a circle of life because you not understanding how important ignorance is in the position that you hold in life. You don't need to know everything. I tell my kids all the time, certain things is just not your business. It's certain things that I'm gonna tell your, your brother that I'm not gonna tell you, because you don't understand. That's not your position in the family. The overall plan is this. We all have a piece to play to make everything work. Stop worrying about what his assignment is and worry about your assignment. If he need help on that assignment, he gonna speak up. If I need help on the assignment, I'm going to speak up. But you don't take it upon yourself to intervene on a path that you don't know the direction of. We have to get into this space to where we start understanding the importance of knowledge. More importantly, we have to start learning how to use it, and it has to be used to our benefit to, to create a level of understanding that we don't need to know everything. I don't want to be like this person or that person. Like, we have this thing in society, especially in the creative space, I want to be the next. I'm the next this person. I'm the next that person. Why you can't be the first yourself? Yeah, study, like if you're a basketball player, yeah, study LeBron, study Jordan, study Dwight Howard, study Shaq, Will Trent, study that. If you in track, study Usain Bolt, uh, uh, Michael Johnson, study that. But don't study it to the, be the next them. Study it and implement what you need to that fits you in context of your life, your workout ability, your mental state, and be the first you. And be the first you. We have to be able to start focusing on what's for us. We have to stop letting society make us feel a way because we refuse to be in the know of certain things. I couldn't tell you anything about any of these reality shows. Not because I'm cooler than you, not because I'm better than you, not because I look down on you, but because my mind cannot process that stuff properly. My mind just, it just, it don't, it's frustrating. There's a level of rage in me that where I see certain things, my mind goes immediately dark, like, oh, they should be shot. Oh yeah, they should be in jail immediately. Knowing can be two-sided, but it's also fun. It's also a fundamental part of personal growth and societal progress. And I'm not saying at all that we should not want to know things and strive to gain knowledge. All I'm saying is we must understand the toll it takes on our minds and we need to decipher what we need to know and what we don't. And I think that's one of the hardest things that we 
have to deal with in life because of social media, because of internet, because of the way uh, TV works now. We just have everything right now. If somebody gets shot today, we have it. If there is a racial situation, we have it. If there is uh, abortion, we have it. If there, it's so much stuff that people just put out with no context of what it really is. There's so many video clips that are clipped to create a narrative. There's so many headlines that are put out there um, that are not what the context of what really happened. I'll never forget um, Eddie Griffin. Eddie Griffith said he had a bit about the television. And I don't remember the bit, but I always remembered him saying, be careful what you watching on TV. You have to remember TV is a government created thing in general, and it's in the name. Television. And he said they're trying to tell you the vision, meaning they put in what they want you to consume on TV. You don't have an option of what's on TV. They put that on there to make you be scared to make you feel lonely to to give you these mental issues and stuff like that because you want and to keep up with the joneses and you want what the next person has and it creates this darkness and this envy that you got to do what you got to do to get there and now you're out here robbing and you're out here killing and you're out here stealing because you feel like you're owed something that you did not work for knowledge is power but knowledge also can be the death of you and if we don't start understanding that and if we don't start standing on our own under uh, uh, not our own understanding, if we don't start standing on our own, too, when it comes to being who we want to be and stop looking at the next person that has more or looking down on the next person that has less. This is going to be a continuous thing of life that is going to go on for centuries to come. I want to know. Everything that is meant for me to know that is applied to my journey and what I need to get through to be successful at the level that I feel successful. Because what's successful to the next person is not successful to me. What I believe success is, it's not that like somebody might look at me like, dang, that's all you wanted out of life. Yeah, I feel fulfilled. To them, it might be crazy. Like, we got to understand, as we grow, so does the knowledge that we obtain. With experience also comes practical action. If you don't know how to use it, stop. Just stop. If you don't, if you have information and you have knowledge of something, you have to understand it before you start giving it out you have to use it in practical actions so that you know if it works or not before you start telling people oh do this do that that's why i'll be laughing they be like you know the credit the credit repair ebooks or all the ebooks in general the grift is i'm gonna charge you how to tell people like I'm charging you to 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 help you create an ebook so you can charge people to create an ebook. I'm never giving you the real information. 
The real information is never in the ebook. It's all about teaching you how to sell the ebook. Hey, think about that. Think about that. Like I said, as we grow, so does the knowledge we obtain, and with experience also comes practical actions. I'm going to leave you out with this. How will our relationship with knowledge evolve? And what can we do to ensure that it enhances rather than hinders our mental health? That's a question only you know the answer to. So I want y'all to remember, we got to go through something to get somewhere. Stay focused and stay understanding. Peace.